Well, we got a good man to preach to us tonight. And uh, I love Brother Jared Hilton very, very much. And uh, I appreciate I appreciate him, appreciate his walk with God. And uh, watched God do a lot of things in his life. Watched God bring him a long way. God spared his life. He's a, he's a living miracle. He really is a living miracle. And uh, those of you that weren't here uh, back in, what was it, 2016? Has it been five years ago? October 2016. And uh, that, that wreck should have taken his life. And even the doctors were amazed that there wasn't more damage done than what was done. But, but I knew why. Amen. I knew why. In fact, I felt like the Lord spoke to me and said, it was one of those times when, uh, just like in Job's case, that the devil, the devil had to get permission to do what he did and God set limits and set parameters and said, you're not going any further than this. And the devil went as far as he could go, but he can't go past the line that God sets. Well, hallelujah. Amen. And uh, God spared him. And I believe God spared him because God's got a work for him to do. And I'm hungry to hear the word of the Lord tonight. I'm hungry to hear the word of the Lord tonight. Amen. I want him to come. I want him to obey the Holy Ghost. And uh, I don't want you to—I don't want you to let intimidation and and uh, other things just just push all those things out of your mind. You just obey the Holy Ghost. Don't apologize for anything you feel. You just tell us what God said. God's got His hand on you, and God wants to use you tonight. So you just obey God, and. Uh, you do what God tells you to do. Praise God. Amen. Preach to me. Preach to me, Brother Hilton. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Church family. <clears throat> Are you glad you came to church tonight? Hallelujah. What a spirit of worship is in this house. Spirit of the Lord. I feel his presence in this place. Why don't we just thank him for his presence? Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, why don't we love him tonight? Hallelujah, Jesus. You are worthy of the highest praise. I glorify your name, Jesus. Come on, if he's done anything for you, why don't you just tell him thank you? God, I thank you for your answering power, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. As you open your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 through 8. Sister Jasmine will go with option number 2 tonight. Um, I want to say thank you to Pastor for the opportunity. I love and appreciate my pastor. He's a wonderful man of God. love and appreciate my pastor's wife. A wonderful woman of God. And uh, love and appreciate my parents. And I guess what? I love and appreciate all of you guys. 
Y'all have to put up with me for the next, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes. And then um, y'all be ready for pastor to come back. <laughs> Stop teaching those lessons in Africa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I do appreciate uh, pastor's confidence in requesting me to help him out tonight. And we're praying for Pastor Riggin. Know that God is using him mightily in Africa. Know that no doubt those men are benefiting and gleaning much from the lessons that are hearing. And I only wish I had the uh, ability to stay up 24 hours a day so that way I could tune in like Pastor has to stay up 24 hours a day to put up with us and teach those lessons. Maybe one of these days I can get on pastor's level, but it's not going to be anytime soon, that's for sure. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 through 8. Passage of scripture, Apostle Paul writing, the Corinthian church, amen. It reads like this, verse 5 says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything uh, as of ourselves, But our sufficiency is of God, who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. Everyone say, the Spirit giveth life. But if the ministration of death, written and engraved in stones, talking about the Old Testament, the law, If that was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away, how shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? If you could lay down your Bibles, let's ask the Lord... To help us tonight, I'm going to preach on this subject, an outpouring of the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for your anointing, God, for the Spirit of the Holy Ghost that I've already felt in this place tonight. We worship you, Jesus. We believe you, God. You're able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. God, there's nothing that's too hard for you. I believe you, Jesus. I trust you, Master. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I wonder if we could just love the Lord for a moment tonight. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, talk to Him, Jesus. We worship you. We magnify you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord, we worship you, Savior. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen, amen. You can be seated tonight. I don't know how this service is going to turn out. I don't know how this message is going to turn out. No doubt the presence of the Lord is here, and I want to do my very best not to hinder what he has come to do. I know that he has a purpose in this service tonight. Didn't know really what to expect. I honestly struggled this afternoon as I was preparing for service this evening and had really three or four different directions, finally settled in one general direction. And then, I kid you not, like five minutes before service, 
the Lord dropped this in my heart. And um, so this is, and until Pastor looked at me a few moments ago and, and told me to just preach what the Lord gave me, um, I was still in undecided. But um, I have only one message that I believe that the Lord placed on my heart for tonight. And that's this one. So it's, it may not be um, as prepared as I normally am, but I do feel like the Lord placed this on my heart, and I want to share it with you tonight. And um, before I get started, the Lord has prompted to my mind already a few times, not only this afternoon, but in service tonight. Um, at the end of service on Sunday night, and I, I don't need to say this, but I just because the Lord prompted in my mind, I'm going to say it, but, um, and I'm not doing this for any self, whatever. I just, I want to share this with you. That when Pastor got up and gave prophecy on Sunday night at the end of service and told us that whatever we need, if we were to come up tonight, talking about Sunday night, talking about in that moment, if we would come up, that God would give us what we need, whatever we were needing at that time. Um, just moments before that, the Lord was dealing with me in very much the same vein. And I, and, and I really feel like, Pastor, if it's okay, if I could share tonight what the Lord placed on my heart. And the reason I want to do that is not because I feel like I'm anything, but it's because I know that the Lord is doing something in, at the Truth Church. Now, we're not just playing games. That This is a real operation of the Holy Ghost. That what you're experiencing, child of God, is not just some patty cake kind of church. But this is something that took place back on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost filled that upper room and those people, the original apostolics, were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. We have the same power and the same, same experience available to us on a Tuesday night. Hallelujah. And before I do... Um, I'll just be honest with you, and Pastor, I do appreciate the consoling words before I got started here. I really do. I, nobody knows uh, how much that helps me personally, but I want to tell us that I feel like, I honestly feel like an outsider tonight looking in, and I feel like I'm not connected with this service. I feel like I'm not, I'm not um, in tune with what's going on. It feels honestly just feels like that there is uh, an invisible wall between you and me and I come up behind this pulpit before I ever get started I want to bust that wall down I want to allow the Holy Ghost to have free course in this place it's not it's not because of Jared Hilton, I don't think that in the very least. And if you think that I think that, you don't know me very well. But I want to tell you, child of God, that God's able to do anything. Anything. I said anything. When we're talking about the power of the almighty God who spoke this world into existence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't care how big your problem. I don't care how, how dreary your situation. Amen. God is able tonight on May 18th. Amen. To answer your prayer. 
Well, you say, Brother Hilton, I tried on Sunday night and I woke up on Monday morning facing the same problems. Well, I'm here to tell you God's here again and he's ready to answer every question, every prayer request. All you have to do is ask him. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. He's I'm talking tonight that God wants to pour out His Spirit at 119th Street and K7 Highway. Hallelujah. And before you start thinking, amen, that it's about your problem and about your situation, Jesus came to earth for one and one purpose only. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. And if he does anything for you, and if he does anything for me, it's for the sole purpose of winning some lost soul. Child of God, don't get it twisted. The devil will try to lie to you and tell you that you're nothing. Amen. But you're a tool in the hand of God. And he wants to use you. Amen. To save your lost loved ones. To save your lost co-workers. I feel the Holy Ghost in what I'm saying tonight. I'm telling you, God wants to give power. He wants to give power. I said he wants to give you power. Hallelujah. 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 You could be seated tonight. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves. Amen. I, I know I haven't mentioned what I felt Sunday night. I'm going to just wait until I feel like saying it or if I even said it at all. But I was, but we'll just keep going as it, as it is right now. Second Corinthians chapter three and five, our text. Starts out by saying, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves. But our sufficiency is of God. We don't have the power in our hands. We don't have the wit or wisdom. Amen. In our minds. But I want to tell you something. That God's grace is sufficient. Amen. Where sin did abound, grace doth much more abound. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, in this last hour, Pastor, every which way that I look, all that I see is sin and more sin and more sin. But I want to tell you that in this mode of sin that the world finds itself, the grace of God wants to be poured out. But I want you to understand, child of God, that he can't do it without his church. Hallelujah. He needs church. And that was a decision that he made. Hallelujah. He wants to use us. Hallelujah. To pour out his spirit in this last day. He wants to use you. Somebody say me. God wants to use me. Hallelujah. Somebody say that God wants to use me. Do you believe that? I said, do you believe that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not because you're sufficient. Not because of your wisdom and intellect and talent and ability, but because God is sufficient. 
All he needs is a tool. All he needs is a hand. All he needs is some feet. All he needs is some mouths. All he needs, hallelujah, is a body, is a church. My, 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 my. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm telling you, pastor, I'm sick and tired of limiting God. I want God to have his way in my life. I want God to move on my friends. I want God to witness the power of the Holy Ghost through my life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's love the Lord tonight if we can. Jesus, have your way. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Paul goes on to write to the Corinthians, uh, who also, the one who makes us sufficient, hath also made us able ministers of the New Testament. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. Sufficiency, as defined by Thayer's Greek lexicon, is being sufficient. Uh, or having the ability or competency to do a thing. Amen. He tells us, amen, that God is the one that gives us the ability to do what he calls us to do. Hallelujah. Well, Brother Hilton, I'm glad you finally figured that out, but I've known that for a long time. Well, I'm glad you have. Amen. I just want to share it with somebody who may not know that. Amen. That God, when he makes the calling, amen, that he, when he makes that calling on us, amen, that it's not just a, a, a shot in the dark or a shot from the hip or, or just trying to make something work when he doesn't have anything else to work. But when God makes a choice, when God makes a decision, amen, he's thought through this thing. I mean, he's worked it all the way to its conclusion. And he says, you know what? I want to use, I want to use Haley Goff. I want to put my spirit in her and I want to use her. I mean, to win her friends, her co-workers. Hallelujah. It's a calculated decision by God. Amen. He made that decision. Amen. Because he knows that the power that he gives us is all that we need. Child of God, you have everything that you need. You don't need more money. You don't need more answers. You don't need more solutions. You don't need more friends. You don't need more connections. What you need is more the Holy Ghost. I said, did you hear me tonight? You don't need more people. You don't need more connection. What you need is a a prayer life and a walk with God and ask him for the power that he's already given you. I'm not trying, amen, to be mean tonight. Please don't mistake what I'm saying here. I want to tell the truth, church, amen, that God's ready. That he's waiting. That he's looking for that first opportunity. Amen. For that first twinge. For that first twitch of faith from somebody in this crowd tonight. Somebody in this church tonight. Amen. Just to leap out in faith and say, God, I believe it. 
Hallelujah. Jesus said, if you have faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed hence, and it's going to be removed. I'm telling you, child of God, you don't need to have faith I mean, the size of a mountain. You need faith the size of a grain of mustard seed. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, Pastor, I believe miracles are around the corner. I believe salvation and healing and deliverance and victory. And I want to ask somebody tonight, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This isn't in my notes. Uh, amen. But he, he, the uh, disciples, you could be seated after Jesus ascended up into heaven. Just after Acts chapter 1 and 8 said, And you shall receive power out that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea, and all Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. The very next verse says that they were standing there, gazing up into heaven. Hallelujah. The Bible says there are two men there. And they asked him a question. Why stand you here gazing? This same, into the heavens, this same Jesus, he's coming back. Maybe I should get the scripture so I can quote it correctly. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me just get you some context here. So that way you feel like you've been preached to rather than just ran over. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You shall receive power without the Holy Ghost come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the earth. Hallelujah. Verse 9. When he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. Verse 10. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up. Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Verse 11, which, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Amen. There's so much message, there's so many messages in that short passage of scripture that I just read for you tonight. Verse 9 says, when he had spoken these things and while they beheld, he was taken up. Amen. While they were listening to what he was saying, amen, what he was saying took place before their eyes and a cloud received out of their side and where they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men as they were looking and while they were observing Amen. The miraculous events that were unfolding before their very eyes. Amen. They realized. Amen. They they realized by the hand of these two other men. Amen. That the events that were unfolding were not there for their their observation and for their own experience, but it was there so that they could go out and do exactly what Jesus told them that they were called to do. Why stand you here gazing up into heaven? 
Did you hear what Jesus just said? I realize that you've never seen anybody ascend into the clouds. I realize that this is a marvelous thing to behold. But I want to tell you that he's coming back. Amen. He's not going amen, to wait around for you to just do your job. But he's already on his mission. He's already going to prepare a place for you and everyone that you're going to reach. And he's coming back. Hallelujah. Child of God, we've got a calling. Each and every one of us have a calling and a mandate from God. Amen. To go forth with the power of His Spirit and to go into all the world that we're in connection with and let them know about the truth. Let them know about His Spirit. Hallelujah. Brother Hilton, I've heard this message before. I know you have. I'm not here preaching. I feel like I'm preaching to the choir. I feel like everybody here has got the answers. And I'm just here giving you a new idea. Amen. I'm not trying to do that. I just want to reaffirm for you what you already know tonight. Amen. That you have power. That God's given you grace. Amen. That it's sufficient. And that he wants to use you to do something great for him. Hallelujah. Amen. He left with us. Amen. The gift of the Spirit. John chapter 4, verses 10 through 11. Jesus didn't wait until he ascended before he told us about the gift of God. Amen. He told the woman at the well in John 4 and 10. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Not just ordinary water, not just a bucket of water out of the well, but this is living water. This is water that is similar to an outpouring. I mean, it's welling up. It's springing up. It's living water. Hallelujah. He says a similar thing in John chapter 7, verse 38. He that believeth on me. As the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Verse 39 says, but this spake he of of the spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. He didn't wait until the time, but he was already dropping hints and clues. Amen. That there's something great coming, brother Kaiser. I'm going to send my spirit. Amen. It's going to be like a well of living water. Hallelujah. And sure enough, on the day of Pentecost, the disciples witnessed exactly what Jesus told them about in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire to set upon each of them. And they were all Hallelujah. They were all filled with this living water. Hallelujah. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then Peter... 
had the audacity to get up and say in verse 17, amen, that this, amen, is the pouring out of the Spirit of God that the prophet Joel prophesied about. Amen. This is something that God has planned for since the very beginning of creation from the moments that He said that He would form the heavens and the earth from the days, amen, that He put Adam and Eve on earth to name the animals. He already had a plan to pour out His Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Child of God, if thou knewest, if thou knewest, if you knew the gift of God, amen, that dwelt in you, amen, I don't know what would happen in this church. I don't know what would happen in this city. Brother Nelson, I don't know what would happen in Gardner. I don't know what would happen in Lenexa. I don't know what would happen. But I'm telling you, it's like living water. Amen, it explodes, amen, from the inside. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Jesus didn't come to earth so that way he could demonstrate his power. He didn't come to earth so he could show how flexes divine muscles, if you will. I said it already, but Matthew 18 and 11 Confirms what I said. For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. Luke 19 and 10 says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Wasn't so he could demonstrate his power. But rather, he would demonstrate his power so that he could save the lost. Hallelujah. Child of God, if you knew what that power was for. If you only knew the gift of God, amen, that dwelt in us. Amen, a revival of the Spirit will allow us to experience the gifts of the Spirit. Once again, Acts, or 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 says, Now there are diversities of gift, but the same Spirit. Skip down to verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Hallelujah. Again, the gifts of the Spirit are not for the purpose of demonstrating power and divine spiritualism. But it is so that we can, uh, so that these men, the men that are a part of the New Testament church may profit. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 through 10, Apostle Paul enumerates the gifts of the Spirit for us. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. These, child of God, are the gifts of the spirit. Amen. And we have the Spirit of God, amen, available to us to operate in these gifts. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 11 tells us, But all these worketh, that one and the selfsame Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Just ride with me just for a few more moments. I know we're running low on time. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord, amen, is not here just so that we can, as I mentioned already, just uh, just make a little display as the charismatics do. They use it for their self-promotion and, and for and for producing something that that men will talk about, amen, and that they will recognize their name and gain notoriety and gain fame and fortune from, amen. That's not what the Spirit of the Lord is available to us for, amen. Jesus said the Spirit of the Lord is upon me in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the... That's what the Spirit of the Lord is available to us for. I mean, it's not so we can make a big name for ourselves and, and gain recognition and money. Amen. But it's so that the Spirit of the Lord, amen, can reach the poor and the brokenhearted and the captive and the blind and the bruised and to tell everybody about the acceptable year to let them know that now is the day of salvation. It's high time for the apostolic church to step out in faith knowing that we're not operating on our own sufficiency but that we're operating from the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's trust the Lord. Come on, let's believe in the Lord. Come on, let's believe in His Word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when we begin, amen, to operate in the Spirit as the early church did, amen, pastor, we will hear hear stories about like they told in Acts chapter 11, verse 12, where it says, the Spirit bade me to go with them, nothing doubting. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me. And also in Acts chapter 13 and 4, where it says, so they being sent forth by the the Holy Ghost departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And then we know, as as Paul Harvey would say, the rest of the story, where Apostle Paul and Barnabas and their sidekicks went and started church after church after church. Amen. Throughout the book of Acts, Amen. We hear the stories. Amen. We see about the revival. Amen. But I want to tell you that we can have the same experience today. Hallelujah. If we would yield to the Spirit of God, if we would allow the Holy Ghost, as Apostle Paul wrote to the Roman church in in chapter 8, verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You want to be a child of God. You want to really serve God. You have to get in tune with His Spirit and allow Him to lead. Hallelujah. If we all stand tonight, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to be like those early church apostles. I want to tell, I want to tell stories, not for my sake, not for pastor's sake, not, not for anybody's sake, except for the sake of those who need to hear it. Those who need the help. 
that need the answers, that need direction. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's love the Lord here for a moment. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, let's love him. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, reach out to him tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, child of God, when those questions come to your mind about whether or not this is biblical, I've done my best tonight to share with some of you some scriptural examples of how they operated in the Bible days and that we are operating. And I'm not saying this in a way that would, uh, that would hopefully not tear you. I'm not trying to tear anybody down, any person or any church. But honestly, Pastor, I feel like we're operating in some kind of handicap where we just, we come and if, if, um, if we think a reasonable way of doing things, that's how we, that's our default. We just start gravitating toward what makes sense. I'm, I'm guilty of this myself. I, I do this every day. And I'm afraid it hinders me in my worship. I'm afraid it hinders what God is trying to do with Jared. And I wonder if that is true for, for more than just myself. But if, if we as a church could cast away imaginations, ignore our fleeting thoughts, and that's, what, that's all they are. Their doubts, their lies from the enemy. And just allow God to have his way. The pastor stands behind this pulpit and declares that if we would just step out in faith tonight and ask God whatever we need, what else are you waiting for? What other box is there to check? What other, what other question is there to answer? When the man of God stands behind the pulpit, says, God's in this place and he's ready to answer. He's ready to move. Hallelujah. Oh, church, we are on, we are on the brink of something so wonderful. We've already crossed over in some ways, Pastor. We've already crossed some lines. Amen. And I'm telling you, there's nothing holding the truth church back from this point forward. We're moving. We're going towards the place that God is calling us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 
Let's love the Lord for a moment. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, child of God. I feel the Spirit of the Lord already in this place. Thank you, Sister Marilyn. Thank you, Brother Self. The Holy Ghost is here. Oh, cry out to him tonight. Hallelujah. Reach out to him tonight. He shall I believe you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, come on, that's it. Hallelujah. Respond to what you're feeling tonight. Come on, let the Holy Ghost lead you. Let the Spirit of the Lord lead you. Come on, child of God. He's so tired. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Reach out in the spirit. There's no telling what God can do as a result of your faith, as a result of the spirit of God. Hallelujah, that's dwelling in you. Show to the Lord,